Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq El Amin, and we are coming to you from the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois, in the Palmer House, just, just a stone's throw from the elevated trains. Uh, you may even hear them in the background from time to time. Make sure that you are connected to us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will find us wherever you get yours at. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, just to name some of those uh, platforms. And we're at that same username, at Radio Islam USA. All right, folks, as you know, we are always having interesting, I like to think we're having interesting conversations. Uh, talking to folks who are in the know, people that you want to know. We are talking today um, with, I can say long time now, long time Radio Islam culture contributor, uh, author, adjunct, professor, literary critic, podcaster in our own right. Yes. Uh, yes, soon to be podcaster. <laughs> the fabulous, the inimitable, Layla Abdullah Poulos. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know what? Um, I think the longer we go, I'm just going to just just keep throwing up just just new intros for you because you keep adding stuff on. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I just became the lead content editor for White Right Type Editorial Services. <laughs> OK, so there's another one. All right. So we're going to swap one out. <laughs> Yeah, swap one out. You're going to have to swap one out. You're just going to have to say Layla, and that's it. Right. <laughs> so um, this is a, this is an interest, interesting conversation we're about to get into. For those who have been paying attention, you realize that there is a, a big push coming from a lot of the uh, Hollywood studios and even the independent ones. If you're looking at streaming services, um, there's a big push to uh, for diversity. And Disney... That's right. Disney is uh, front and center on that charge. Uh, many of you may have seen, well, those of you who are over the age of, we'll say 35, right? Because I think The Little Mermaid is 30 years old. So, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. It's 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing a remake, right? Live remake, right? Mm -hmm. And The Little Mermaid, Ariel, is going to be portrayed by uh, African-American actress Halle Bailey. Yes. And this has been a source of a lot of, uh, I guess, difficulty for some folks, right? It's, 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 like, it's hard to believe that we could even say this is controversial, but yeah. that, that's what it is. And you came across something, right, that was, t tell, tell, us, tell us what you came across that, that, that really pushed us to have this conversation. Well, they had, you know, there's been some, one of the great things about social media is that uh, people of color and Blacks, African-Americans have so much finesse and control over what they put on their social media that, okay, there was a, some pushback about having a Black Ariel, totally fictional character. Right. Not even right. a realistic character. We're talking about half fish. Right. Okay. And uh, so there was a ha Twitter hashtag, not without my Ariel. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook groups, people just like all in, got all into themselves about why a black a black person couldn't play Ariel, a black woman couldn't play Ariel, mm -hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous, especially in this society. I mean, Yul Brenner was, is Russian in origin, and he was the king of Egypt. That's right. The prince of Siam. So... <laughs> <laughs> You know, Elizabeth Taylor was Cleopatra. Yeah. So they talk about this culture. They're getting mad. You know, these were real people, and they're getting mad. And, and I mean, there was even an article where one person tweeted that Ariel could not be black because she lived deep in the sea and everything like that. And they try to use science for their bigotry, right? Which is nothing new in America either. So Black Twitter does what Black Twitter does best. Okay, and so. And the wonderful thing is that, you know, there were there was a lot of pushback against it, but also they started these artists just started coming out with these car, these depictions of Ariel mm -hmm. as black 
And then it went crazy because then they started doing all kinds of characters. They had, um, uh, they were like, oh, keep it up and we're going to come for everybody. So they started just having all of these Disney characters mm-hmm. as black characters. So I was like, it was, it's been really, really great. It's like this, this, like this kind of pushback. And I mean, this is something that happens frequently. I'm waiting now because I just read that they cast, they casted a black woman as the new 007. Yes. Okay, yes. and everyone was all upset about Idris. Yeah, <laughs> they well, gonna lose their heads. Well, but he, here's here's a little bit of a uh, little bit of insight on that for those if this is your first time hearing that. So she's gonna be 007, but what's the fella's name? Um, can't believe I can't remember his name right now. But the guy that's been playing him, I want to say it's Craig something. I can't remember his name because Daniel I Craig. Watching- Okay, because I stopped Craig. watching James Bond after Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, but but he's still he's still in the movie. Right? Okay, but she's been assigned the 007, you know the 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 you know the ID. Okay. So they're saying that they may be trying to play around with the idea of, you know, to see how audiences respond to somebody else, not just to somebody else, but. Uh, an African-American woman. We're going to have to do one day, we're going to have to do uh, a spot on how uh, media, how how Hollywood Mm. is exploiting diversity because it's very much a matter of, well, let's just put a black person up there because that will definitely get attention. Right. Okay. And we'll get enough people mad. And so we'll bring the bigots out. Mm -hmm. And then once we bring the bigots out, then people want to fight the bigots and they'll go see our movie just to fight the bigots, to show the bigots what's for. (laughs) I mean, come on, it happens. I mean, Nike did it. Nike did it, right? With uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, she did. And I think it also, but we're going to have to do another thing because it all starts back from that Cheerios ad. That's when it really starts. Oh, man. (laughs) Man, people are so So mad. yeah, okay. All right. We're going to get derailed. So they pushed back on Ariel. I mean, and, and so now, and there's still stuff that's on social media. Like, you'll still see it on all the feeds and everything. The artists are really still going, and people are still sharing it. And just the just the utter, uh, it's just like it's incredible. It happens all of the time. It happens all the time. This is not something new. Uh, this country is very race-based, and you'll see it more and more when Ironically enough, people of color are forced to assimilate and, and, and learn the hegemonic culture of white society. Mm-hmm. But, and so it's forced on us. But when we become a part of it, then it's like, oh, no, this was for whites only. You mm-hmm. know, so it's kind of like a segregation that they try to enforce. And even though white societies consume the minority culture, OK, since colonialism, Right. So it's like it's kind of weird. So it was all of this pushback, and uh, and interestingly enough, I ended up reading this book called Not Quite Snow White. Okay. Because my daughter was recently cyberbullied, mm. and this wonderful author, Ashley Franklin, wonderful Muslim author, she sent her sent my daughter a copy of her book, Not Quite Snow White. Now there are a lot of Muslim author children's books out there right. you know i mean among muslim authorships in the united states children's book and ya seem to dominate okay comparatively few adult fiction authors so there's plenty of books going around being generated and it's wonderful mm-hmm. it's a beautiful story about a little girl who go a, a black girl who goes to play goes out for the role of snow white in her school play and she overhears her classmates saying why she couldn't be snow white she couldn't be snow white because she was too tall she couldn't be snow white because she was too chubby she couldn't be snow white because she was black okay she was too brown actually is what it said she was too brown Mm -hmm. and so it demoralized the girl so she went home had a fabulous mom who uh encouraged her to still go out for it that she could be snow white or anything else she wanted to be and she ended up getting the part to the play Okay, and the execution was beautiful because I I, I like the fact that, you know, she didn't have like that typical, like explicit bully, because oftentimes that's not the way it does happen. You know, it it is something where you you feel alienated because of things that you hear 
you have, there are microaggressions. Yes, children can uh, uh, exert microaggressions because they listen to their parents. Right. And so it, it was just beautifully executed, executed beautiful illustrations as well. And I actually was like gushing over it. And, it, and my daughter loved it. My mm. daughter loved it. Both of them, the two little ones, actually loved it. And the words were so empowering for both of them, you know. And little girls need that all the time. Little black, little girls, little black girls, little black Muslim girls, especially because a lot of times you find yourself in, uh, uh, the brunt of a lot of uh, insults. Mm -hmm. Okay. My oldest one, you know, again, it was very, very subtle, you know, mentioning her weight, even though she was not overweight at all, uh, her hair, you know, the texture of her hair. So things like that you uh, are constantly inflicted on, on black girls and on black Muslim girls. So this was a really, really good uh, book. And it showed, again, you know, this was a fictional character. And people will be, people will, even to small people, will be vested into kind of maintaining this uh, pure white uh, character when in the, in the same society, non-white characters are not treated with such, are not kept as pristine in the sense that they'll, the, 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 the background of the character easily shifts. I want to go back to something you mentioned, you, you pointed out about how we've had Yul Brenner and, and Elizabeth Taylor, you know, they've played non-white characters. Yeah. John Wayne with Genghis Khan. <clears throat> oh, oh God. <laughs> I mean, we, we can just kind of go down the list, right, where there are a couple of things happening. Number one is there's a sense of ownership of history. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a, um, there's a, I guess, an inherent creativity or a latitude that's given in in terms of how that history is told today. Um, and of course that, I mean, we look at the Hollywood studios, right? Who owns the studios, right? Who's financing the, the, the films and, and what are the stories that they wanna uh, tell and how do they, and what's the end result? How do they want audiences thinking and, and feeling when they leave? And they know that every bit of, you know, every um, part of the, the texture of, of that film, you know, from the, not just from the, the locations and the wardrobe and, and the characters, you know, the, the people that are playing them is going to have an impact on that, right? So there's a sense of, not a sense of, that, that just doesn't exist when it comes to non-white, right? I don't even have to just list everybody, but when it comes to non-white um, communities and, and, and artists and creatives, when telling those stories, even if it's factually based, um, there's something that says that you can't insert yourself into those stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that, to me, I think that's the real, that's the real controversy, right? Not the fact that uh, you got some, some bigoted racist folks that are mad because an imaginary character is now being portrayed by an African-American actress. The real issue is what type of, what type of uh, indoctrination process did you have to go through, uh, go through that brought you to the point to think that only you had the right to tell stories or that they, they can only be told when they are uplifting or affirming of your identity? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could go as far back as uh, Shakespeare, okay? Othello, the more. Yes. <laughs> How many? Always yeah. played by actors. Always. Because in, uh, in, in a Eurocentric society, which America still is, mm -hmm. uh, the benefactor of colonialism and chattel slavery, the dehumanization of people outside of a very finite structure, which always shifts, okay, because the Irish were outside of it at one time, and now That's <laughs> right. the Italians were outside of it, and now they're in. So it, it becomes this whole idea of this is the dominant culture. It's a hegemonic culture, and it, it, forces, it forces culture on everyone else. Okay, but at the same time, because it's a race-based culture, there still needs to, that 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 sense that supremacy still has to remain intact, and nothing is as indicative of white supremacy as the white female form. 
Okay, mm. so about Lady Justice, the Statue of Liberty. Okay, so the white female form is something that's supposed to be uh, uh, revered and, and protected. And so even to the point where it's this imaginary character from uh, centuries ago in Europe, this whole idea that this character still has to be because it's the white female form. So they have to protect that. That doesn't happen when it comes to forms outside of that. So women of color, black women, it could be anything and, and all bets off. I mean, no one would say, Arabs were saying something about Aladdin. Yes. Okay. Yes. But white, white people weren't saying nothing about Aladdin. The fact that the, the actors that played in Aladdin were not, uh, were not Arab. Mm -hmm. So it's really about maintaining that pristine nature of the white of white supremacy and, and, and its manifestation manifestation of the white female form becomes very very important. So that's the reason why it's not my Ariel because that is a representation of white femininity. Can't stand the character, but that was a represent. I never let my kids watch it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it. I never let my kids watch it. And my daughter even said, she's like, I remember when I was little and I had all these books on the Disney princesses and you took Ariel out. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 why why Ariel of all of the uh, uh, all of them? Because Ariel is a very self-centered and cavalier character. And in the modern version, she, well, she's not a redeemable character in my eyes from the Hans Christian Andersen original or from the Disney version. The Disney version, she's just worse because in the Disney version, her father's life is actually endangered. Yeah. Okay. Because she's chasing after some dude. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the original Hans Christian Andersen, she uh, wanted to explore the world, but she really wanted this guy. And she, and the prince actually was a way for her to get a soul. Okay. okay, she wanted a piece of her soul. So opportunistic, self-centered. Oh, like, no, you're not going to learn any of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Ariel out. But, it, you know, as you start to to, to uh, see, and I think that they're going to have more and more Disney characters that have uh, princesses, those Disney princesses in particular, mm. that will... Uh, Disney will probably start to experiment, which I love because Walt Disney was such a blatant racist. So <laughs> yeah. company is now shifting. So uh, I mean, it's good money sense, but I, I, what it does is it kind of tears down that whole idea. I mean, not to the point where it has it doesn't maintain its power. The the the, the white femininity doesn't maintain its power or its its dominance. Okay. Uh, in this in, in the cultural society as far as beauty ideals and everything like that but at least there's a shift okay. I like that so you mentioned something that she's not a redeemable character and I started thinking about all of the other Disney princesses who seem well feminists will have all... a problem with every single one of them <laughs> well, yeah but 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 for the for those that I can bring to mind they were all like victims of some external plot right they were all you know, either you got locked up, you know, in the, you know, in, in the in the, the castle, or you know, you being forced to serve these uh, your your stepsister. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking that's an interesting that's an interesting contrast, an interesting uh, thing to bring up. But what I'm wondering is how does this relate to like the Me Too movement? To uh, to I don't want to say f feminism, but I would just say uh, just women's agency, you know, is, is there an intersection between all of that? Well, it's interesting because when you look at uh, a lot of the popular uh, female, female icons mm -hmm. in, in fiction, uh, it's interesting the way that the portrayals are, are changing. So for instance, I just had this conversation with a, a colleague about Wonder Woman. Can't stand Wonder Woman either. Really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, only that. Not, not not Wonder Woman per se, but just this. I don't like the idea that I uh, like a woman has to wear a bra to fight. Like you know, all the men have armor on and, <laughs> and special. So look at Batman. Look at and she got a bra and tights on. But I was told she actually has gladiator armor. Oh, yeah. On, like the Wonder yeah. Woman. Uh, uh, look, the, yeah. the wrists and. Yeah, shin guards or something. Like still that. half naked though. She is. But, <laughs> yeah. 
but at least you got to, it's a little bit of an upgrade okay because it's still that 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 you have to still appeal to the masculine economy in general i mean it really is a fantasy i mean yeah and so uh when you see these shifts you also see them in the disney in the way disney portrays certain characters so i'm wondering if they're going to do a total shift with the disney princesses because like you said they most of them really are doormats and uh and actually things happen to them and so this whole idea of being passive in your life and letting people do whatever they want and then you'll end up with a, a, a prevailing in the end like you know uh that's not the message that uh, that women want modern women want to teach their daughters right that they want taught to their daughters whether they're feminists or not mm-hmm. and so i'm wondering if they'll shift that they're shifting they're adding diversity i wonder if they'll add those kinds of shifts i think they'll still be half naked most of the time whenever possible but at least you know Probably. they'll be brandishing a sword or something like that you know <laughs> <laughs> you had tangled rapunzel was the, rapunzel entangled yeah was a little bit more powerful a character than the actual story yeah you know, so how are those things going to shift and it was a drew barrymore did a, a a modern day rendition of cinderella where she fought more and she fought harder so is that going to happen as well so as long in addition to these shifts where there's this experimentation with including uh, women of color and black women in these depictions of fictional characters, will those characterizations change and shift as well? So that they're the, the female cat. I, I still think they'll be half naked, but I think there's room for that because those kind of shit. Well, I mean, as long as, you know, we're, as long as sex is being packaged, mm-hmm. you know, in everything that can be sold, mm-hmm. then, there's a good likelihood that you're probably right um, on yeah. that to some to some degree. Well, and also, you know, Disney princess, princesses in general, okay, capture the imagination of young girls. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my own little ones. You know, they it, being a princess is something that is, that is something that they want they aspire to. Okay, so now what kind of princesses do they do they see? So with the Disney princesses, there's all there's always an issue with them. Even the one that I like the most is Belle. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. Beauty, Beauty and the, and the Beast. Beast. Yeah. Okay, but she's a pick me girl, you know. <laughs> That's what she Even though I see her and the Beast as mutually captured. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, you know, he's been captured, turned into a beast and isolated. We really expect him to have all these mannerisms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, she's a pick me girl. So uh, that's a message I want to send to my daughters. You know, even though she reads and she sacrifices herself for her father. You know, and, you know, in the real one, you know, the beast, beast, beast. but mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a pick me girl. So it's just like, what do you do? Pocahontas. It's like, no, get rid of that colonizer. Don't be. What? <laughs> Think, think about this. Let, let's consider this. Um, Hollywood is erroneously um, depicted as a, a place of liberals, uh, and, it's, and it's, it's not, right? Or at least it historically has not been. They have done more to, um, I guess, to, to foster stereotypes you know, of minorities than anybody, right? That's been a part of their main job. But then also when, it, when we, we come to gender norms um you know the passive woman aggressive male right that's been a big part of the the way they've uh, depicted uh the way they've told stories but today considering that we have we've got these these four powerful uh newly elected sisters um that are catching a whole lot uh, and, they're, and they're dishing it back right you know they, they, are, they are not playing around uh, do you think do you think that having them as role models for uh, you know th- them being so so visible now that they're going to have an impact on the way that these future stories are being told? And of course, it's not just them, right? You got some. You, we we have women in leadership positions. I'm just thinking uh, elected officials. But I think the more women that are visible, and then the more women that are part a part of the production process uh that are part of you know green lighting films and and all of that the behind the scenes behind the uh the the camera 
that there's a good chance that what you just mentioned is actually going to come to pass, that they are going to give depictions that are more in keeping with, um, w you know, moving away from this idea of passivity. Uh, and, you know, I'm just here to, to you know, I'm, I'm going to allow you to show my body. And that's going to, you know, I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying something, right? Yeah. So I think there's a good chance we're going to see something that's, that's in alignment with that. I think that uh, ultimately, mm -hmm. the thing about Hollywood, about uh, popular culture in general, is that it still very much prioritizes the desires and sensibilities of white men. And that has been kind of stagnant, as well as the ideals that uh, a lot of white men go by as a culture, as a cultural, as a, as, as, as the dominant culture. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to add surface level, surface level depictions, as long as ultimately the message, the messaging stays the same. That's going to be a very difficult thing to do. Okay, you can have a black Ariel. Yeah. Okay, but she still got shells on her on on her breasts. Okay, and she's still running after Eric <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, and so it's like as long as that remains the the case. Okay, and, and people will say, well, that's the story. That's not the story. Read Hans Christian Andersen. That's not the story. That's not the whole story. So as long as that remains in place and it caters to those sensibilities and it feeds the messaging that that grooms young women, little girls and young women and little boys, mm -hmm. okay, uh, then there's not going to be a huge shift, all right? Also, I'm going to I'm going to focus in on these uh, powerful uh, erudite. Muslim women who are catching hell all over the place. Ilhan. Yeah. Okay. Movita. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Johnson Harold. Harold Johnson. I was getting mixed yeah, up. Yeah. Johnson Harold. Johnson Harold. And uh, Rashida. Rashida yeah. Okay. They, ha they give a clear representation. That is, I'm sorry, and people are going to get mad at me. That is harshly overridden by the the the, the uh, not emerging but splurging and growing hijabi influencers. Mm -hmm. Okay, tacked on with makeup, they get more attention than those women do. Okay, yeah. uh, uh, they feed a fetishizing of being a Muslim woman in this in this society, okay, that it's hard for those three women to combat. All right. So as long as we 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 constantly have because because they 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 get money, right. they get they get they get followers and they get money. Okay. Because at the end of the day that's what the majority of people want to see. They don't want to see a Muslim woman like Ilhan. They definitely don't want to hear her. She don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Definitely don't want to hear her. Okay, so they're just like let's let's let have these little pretty ones right here. No, 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 no. shut up. That's, that was asking to talk. Okay, <laughs> just put your, just just look real pretty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and so as long as they have that to contend with, which they're going to, because if you look at the dominant society, that always occurs. You have there's plenty of women in politics, in uh, 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 business. Okay in sports and entertainment doing all kinds of things with their clothes on sure okay and yet there's still the 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 ones that take their clothes off are the ones that get the most attention i'm sorry they get more attention okay the more controversial ones so the Nicki minajs the cardi b's and, and everything like that so there's always like that back and forth because ultimately the the white dominant masculine economy that's what they want Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing that mainly gets more attention. Okay. But these women, th these women in the forefront are definitely needed because we still need another Ilhan coming up. Okay. Yeah. So she got to see our sister mm -hmm. so that she can come up and yes. be like, I would sit there and I would do what she does. And I'm going to tell everybody, I'm going to tell Congress about themselves too. Yeah. You know, so that's very, very important. 
So you always have this 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 struggle between popular culture and the general society. Mm-hmm. And so young people always have got to contend with both of them. And we have to contend with both of them. And so it's like what is gonna happen when this when when this when this particular depiction occurs? Uh is it going to move it? Is it going to shift it? Or is it just kind of like sugarcoat it and cover it up? Mm. You know, I, I, I just had, uh, I just read, oh, I'm trying to remember. Trump was going off on somebody as usual. On Ilhan? I, th- I well, think it was Ilhan. No, it was yeah. the four. It was the, uh, okay. I, all I four of them, all yeah. four of them, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all four of them, you know? And so now another thing that's occurring, not just him, is that, you know, there's some complicity, okay? Because he can attack and all of these liberal Democrats, they mute, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, even when Ilhan was being attacked, who is she being attacked by? Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. Right. Right? Yeah. So, and it was, and who was the ones that came and had her back? The black, the black congressional caucus <laughs> had mm-hmm. her back. So it's like when, you have that this whole idea that they'll defend Muslims in one instance, but then attack them in the other instance, you know, kind of shows that like these surface level endeavors and these surface level depiction of betrayals and politicization of hijab aren't working. Okay. Mm-hmm. You may see tiny shifts, what appear to be tiny shifts, but are they really at the end of the day? Because at the end of the day, Ilhan, all, all four of them now, are being attacked and no one's saying boo. Well, Nancy's not saying boo in her crew. So is having a black Ariel really going to make that huge a difference? I think that books like Not Quite Still White are more influential because they go down to the, the little girls and they actually send an empowering messaging. Okay. And so we need more of those. We need more uh, 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 independent films. Okay, so like Black yeah. Muslim Girl Fly. Yeah. You know, where it's actually like uh, uh, real, truthful uh, shifts in the depictions and telling the stories from that, from that, uh, that social standpoint. So I think that that's more important than Disney deciding to cast a Black Little Mermaid. I just think that it would be nice to see how they start to shift everything. Yeah. Okay. So, to to is there going to be a, a significant social shift because Disney casts the black Ariel, or do, does that social shift really kind of occur on the ground level with empowering language language that that uh, young women receive, young girls and young women receive from from the beginning? Think think about think think uh, think about this. Since we're a market based economy, we're a society that's really that people people work because of the goals, not necessarily that they have, but the co- the goals that they're told they should have, right? So we got all these commercials, we have all these movies, everything is product placement. I mean, even if it's an interview, right? It's pod- product placement. So I think what we have to consider is if money, the bottom line, it really moves the needle. That I mean, that's the big thing, right? M- Montgomery bus boycott. It wasn't because a, a great deal of, you know, this great wave of morality, you know, and consciousness washed over uh, the, the racist uh, white folks of that of that time. They was losing money and they said, we, we can't sustain like this. So fine. You know, you can sit where you're going to sit. Right. So it was the economic pressure that broke their backs. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have an African-American population in the U.S. that has a $1.3 trillion uh, uh, buying power. Um, the, uh, the Latinx community, 1.3. Matter of fact, I think they're 0.1 over, right? So maybe $1.4 trillion, right? And that's the expected, I think, for 2020. Um, as these numbers, and then the numbers of biracial um, uh, individuals, right, in the, you know, in the U.S., who have much who have much different sensitivities, and then the the young people today. I look at my daughters. You know, they've gone to a school diverse population. Uh, my nephew, diverse population, and they see this whole thing in a completely different light 
than you or I may have growing up and, you know, and with, from, from some of our experiences. And I say all of that to simply say that what people are willing to support now, I think that's, that's changing. And what people have an appetite for, people are going to, I think that's something that uh, producers, that movie makers, uh, you know, anybody that's trying to sell something, they have to take that into consideration. And we're seeing that when we look at commercials now. I have never seen as much diversity. I've never seen as many uh, interracial couples in, in television ads, you know, than I've seen in the past, you know, three years or so. So I, I, think, I think things have to change beyond just the placing um, to, to your point, placing African Americans, placing Latinx, placing um, people of color in position in, in, in roles that have traditionally gone to just uh, white um, actors. But I think it also speaks to just a desire to uh, th that people are looking for agency. They're looking to to be uh, to be recognized. They're looking to to be heard. And you can't do that by just swapping out people putting them in place, and then telling the very same story. So I go back to looking at these four sisters right now, uh, and even looking at somebody like Elizabeth Warren, right, because I almost want to jump off into another conversation on reparations, and y'all might not understand how this is all connected, right? It, it, it's almost... Yeah, my dad got to go down there. It's, it's almost wrong for me to even bring... You know, we'll have to do that later, but I'll just say... No, you need Marguerite for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you gotta get Margaret. You gotta get Umjawari. Those are the two. You gotta get those. So two. we got it's 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 all it's all connected. That people <laughs> are really fed fed up with the, with the uh, status quo. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think that one of the things that we always have to keep in mind, mm -hmm. all right, is that when it, I'm gonna shift over to I'm gonna hone it down into one thing. All right, let's look at narrative building. Yeah. Let's look at, at using media, film, okay, as narrative building. All right. You know, the uh, lion very rarely gets to tell the story, right? It's yeah. always the lion hunter that gets to tell That's the right. story. All right. We should not be putting our stories in the hands of the lion hunter. We should not be putting our stories in the hands of people that are going to, to, to homogenize it. Mm hmm and package it to feed the messaging of the white supremacist messaging at the underpinnings of this country. That's basically what all major motion pictures do. Okay. Mm -hmm. They reinforce white male strength mm -hmm. and privilege, and they reinforce white female fem femininity. Okay. All, even the characters that, even the characters of color that are used, a lot of times, if you really thought about it, you'll see how they reinforce that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as long as, and, and that's one of the things that Muslims seem to be so uh, inclined to do, okay, is give their stories to the lion hunters uh, for the sense of acceptance, mm -hmm. thinking it's going to shift, thinking it's going to shift. If you, if you really think about this country's history, okay. Who were the and it, who who have been people that have been oppressed since this, since before this country was a country, Native Americans and African Americans. Right. Okay. Hundreds of years. Okay. And Flint still doesn't have clean water. The the pipe burst. The oil pipeline burst near yeah. Standing Rock. Uh, black people. Black people are still getting killed in the streets and, 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 and that's after hundreds of years. That's after us feeding into this culture, feeding our cultural uh, uh, productions into this culture. Okay. Giving it over to the dominant society and how they treat it and what they do with it. Okay. So I think that having that independent narrative building is very, very important. Okay. Like them or don't like them. You got to think of people like Spike Lee. Okay. Yeah. And his early works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good with Spike. <laughs> I, I like him. Some of his that Shyrock. I I just cut it off after ten minutes. I was just like, yeah, it was hard to watch. It was hard. I, I didn't watch it. I didn't finish watching. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I, I, I didn't either. But that's why I so, say it was hard to watch. <laughs> and you're a Chicagoan, so how was that? 
Chirac. I yeah. said, New York, I'm so sorry that a New Yorker came and did that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, come on, man, you're from New York, because that's from Chi-Town. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but he did his narrative building, yeah. okay? And he started off very, 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 very simply, but he wanted to tell those stories. I think that that's very, very important. I think that's extremely important, because if you don't, the only thing that you're going to do is you're going to end up feeding the dominant society and placating to it and then starting to dislike more and more and more about whatever it is that the dominant white society doesn't like about you hmm. okay so whether it's your race whether you're a, a, a plus size person you know whether you have uh you you have uh ability issues uh you're going to start to like that less and less okay so I think that that's the important thing. I think we need more film, more books, more TV, more YouTube series where the coming from that standpoint where we're building the narrative. Those at least will be more, have more traction in really changing the mindsets yeah. of people that can ultimately make those paradigm shifts. That's okay. why I think it's important. All right. I'm going to agree with that. Right. We've got a big we, we have to have it's not just about having a product, it's about having a platform and the distribution, yes. having a, the reach to be able to get it out. And that's generally why most folks, most artists wind up signing uh, signing deals that aren't in their favor because they think that what uh, they're trying to get out is going to be distributed. Little do they know that they lose often they lose um, creative license, they, they lose their creative freedom. Uh, and they're telling them, you know, they've been told, no, this is what we want. This is what's going yeah. to sell. So, yeah, that's 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 a really good point. I'm in a. And I mean, in this society, it's almost, you know, uh, it's it's so much easier to 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 keep your authority. Yeah. OK. And, you know, we're going to have like an author is someone that generates an idea. So you can be an author of a book. You can be author of software. You can be. OK, so you're generating ideas. So you keep your authority to yourself it's so much easier to do nowadays mm -hmm. than it was before so you look at that young man oh my god what is the one my daughters like sing that song over and over the old town road uh old... little nas x nas x yeah okay all right so i mean this is someone that has made so much money mm -hmm. for something that he generated himself yeah. Okay. So it, it, you have the capacity, there's, there's just this increased capacity to be able to do that. So that is empowering because now you can build greater and greater, you can, you can engage in greater and greater narrative building. So I think that that's, that's very important. And I'm not trying to disparage people that want to go those traditional routes. I'm just saying when it comes to creating something that Ha will have a, uh, a, a heavy uh, influence mm -hmm. on empowering uh, uh, minority people, subjugated people, it really needs to be something that's outside of the hands of the lion hunter, mm -hmm. okay? Who's just really looking to kill the lion anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll add to that. I'll say this, that just as slavery was you know it became illegal right um in the united Florida. states yeah so right they, they, that was a shift but it took people inside of uh it took people that were actually benefited from the institution of slavery saying that this is no longer acceptable as well as those who were being subjugated those who were being uh, afflicted by uh, the institution of slavery saying, look, we tired of this, you know, we don't want this. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's internal and ex external, uh, pressures that have to be applied. And I think the same is true for the way, uh, stories are told in Hollywood. Yeah. It's going to take, uh, change internally, but also externally. When you think about, um, Tyler Perry's, um, his, his, uh, he, he got an award and I didn't even watch as a matter of fact, I'm just going to. I'm admit, sorry, I, I like Tyler Perry. No, I'm no, terrible. no, no, no. This is not. This is not anti Tyler Perry. Um, I don't okay. watch. I haven't watched the BET Awards in years, okay. but I, I had yeah. to watch his snippet, his um, his remarks, and what he said is what we have to be mindful of. And he's really yeah. just going back to, 
you know, uh, Booker T. Washington. He's going back to Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He's going back to do for self. So we got to do both of those things. Right. But I want I want to step back one second to slavery because let, that that's that's a good example because the whites in the society that were, the abolitionists in the society were still white supremacists. Sure, many okay. of them were. Yeah, okay. they wanted they wanted so, black folks to go back to Africa. Exactly, and yeah. even in the underground railroad, they didn't want those black people in their houses or anything like that. And a lot of times you were in the barn, you wanted, you know, and, and uh, even afterwards, the mm. North was just as segregated as the South. Sure. Okay, so and that's what a lot of blacks found out during the Great Migration, which is the reason why I'm in New York and you're in Chicago. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so it's still they still maintain their white supremacy. Okay, up until this day, it just presents differently. Right. Okay, so why you may get rid of uh, what is seen as majorly distasteful uh, institutions like slavery. Okay. The convict lease system files right behind that. Slavery by another name. Grow exactly. So it's like because it's still a white supremacist society. So if you're thinking about, well, as soon as we we've come because Ariel is black, you haven't come because Ariel is black. Okay. Yeah. DC was smart enough to say, listen, we're gonna put this. She's talented. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. She's going to cause enough upset because who's going to be really interested in Ariel? Now everybody's interested in Ariel. <laughs> you know, th- that's, that's I'm still one not side buying of it. a ticket, though. I can't stand that character. That's one side of it that they are playing to the interest in diversity, right, and the, and the monetary effects of it. The other side of it is there are people who are actually interested in moving the needle, right? Somebody in the room is interested in saying, let's tell this story in a different way. Um, and let's expand, right? Because we've been telling them, we've been doing the same thing over and over and over since the beginning of Hollywood. So let's do something different. So I think there's a way, but it's like- not as substantial it, as getting Roseanne Barr fired. No, I mean, but but I don't think it's necessarily, an, 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 it's not an equivalent, you know, at all, yeah. right? I mean, these are two, two different um, things, right? We just need to find more folks that's out there popping off talking talking crazy and and get them out the way too but for this um i think it's one of those those things where you say you can do good while doing good right yeah if they can make money which is every studios you know that's what they in business for but then at the same time uh do something good as far as how we think about the characters that are in these stories that we know about um then yeah, that's that's a win-win. That's you yeah. know, so it is a win-win. We just have to be careful because we can't start to uh, saturate our identity in it. Yeah. Okay. So like for instance, I just read this article about a Muslim woman. She was so excited because she saw in one of the Marvel movies there was a covered Muslim woman. Uh, Spider-Man. And, and, okay, well, Spider-Man, and yeah. that was so very exciting. That is not. You know, I always use Saad Abdul Kabir. I heard him once say, if you can't see yourself, you can't love yourself. Yeah. That's not if you can't see yourself, you can't love yourself. Having like this a bit part, like you're like sitting in a corner, only someone that's covered, that means something that's substantial. No, that's just someone that happens to be covered right. <laughs> in a movie. That's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to little pit. Let, let me say this about that, because I saw the movie, and it was not just that one sister. It was okay. also... There was also, I think, like a, an African brother who had on his uh, fez. Uh, there was another. There were like three or four different representations of Muslims in the movie. Accessories. They were, but they were accessories just like everybody else in the mo- in the background yes. was an accessory. Well, you just happen well, to notice. You happen to notice that accessory as a Muslim. Because we're so starved. That's the thing. Because we're yeah. so starved. That's just like that, even that little teeny tiny bit. It's yeah. like instead of just like I remember they were like uh, they went crazy over Grey's Anatomy because they had someone that was covered. Yeah. And it's like you know, no, come on, she's not gray, is she? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not gray. Yeah. So it's just like, so what's the big deal at the end of the day? You know, it's just like it's an extra in a movie. And someone but you get excited. You like get excited that. when you see Don't your next door no neighbor. Come on now. Come on. We're not that desperate. We're if, not that desperate. 
if if you if somebody sees you in a commercial, that's Layla. <laughs> I know Layla, right? Even if you didn't say nothing. Yeah, but I don't know that woman that's covered in the corner. She may not even be Muslim. She just be bent, just been having a, a scarf draped over her head. That, that, why that's am true. I gonna get all happy. Why am I gonna get all happy? I mean, they had this one show uh, in Canada, Little Mosque on the Prairie. Yeah, I remember. Watch on YouTube. That lady, those those actresses, 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 they were not Muslim. <laughs> They, they weren't. No, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. No, no, they were not. They were not. See? Okay, See? so. Yeah, stop being so daggone desperate. So, <laughs> we just we just wanted to drink. We just stop we just want to drink a water. <laughs> but this this what we have to we I think we should we should close with this thought, is that we have to be committed to having an active part in our own representation being responsible for that, not just waiting for allies to do the work, right? Because an ally, that means that your struggle might be important, but it ain't the only struggle that they got. It's not the only thing that's important to them. So, okay, alhamdulillah. So let's let's, uh, tell folks the name of that book again that might want to check it out from um, the sister Ashley Franklin. Not quite Snow White, but Ashley Franklin. That book needs to be sold out. Okay teachers libraries need to be packed with it uh i mean all across the board it was one of the best uh uh, empowering uh books that i've read in a long long time well we're going to put that on the uh, on the facebook page and i'm going to share that as well so good stuff as always uh sister layla it's always a pleasure so thank you um radio sound family oh before we go tell folks where they can find you again on social media Okay, well, I'm on Facebook, Layla Writes Love. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all of it's Layla Writes Love. I have a, a blog, LaylaWritesLove.com, and we also have NBAMuslims.com. All right. That is what's up. All right, Radio Islam family, we thank you all for joining us for another edition of Radio Islam. Uh, we thank our sponsor, Recycle Processes. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. With that, we are going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.